Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, April 24th, we're back. National Scream Day. I don't really know why this day exists, National Scream Day. It doesn't seem to me like that's something that's needed or something that you plan out. I don't know. Do you have a memorable scream, Adam? Um, I watched the uh, newest Scream movie. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty bad. I've never seen a Scream movie, but I'm not a fan. So it kind of okay. left a bad impression on the whole scream idea. So that's my memorable oh. scream. That's too bad. I've seen like two or three of the first ones. And the first scream is one of my favorite movies. If if that review doesn't make you want to stick around till the end, till we get a full review in, I I don't know if there's anything better that could have teased it off other than Adam. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it, dude. It's also nine years ago today that Fetty Wap dropped Trap Queen, which captivated the streets and the hearts and minds of many. I should mention also off the top that Alex, um, well, a couple things. First of all, this show's after dark. It's an 11-11 kickoff. Um, Alex was supposed to be here at the start, but he ran into a bit of a problem when trying to update his iPad. So I, <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it other than a bit of a dino moment. Available. Yeah, couldn't figure out how to download the app to his phone. So he's just not, he's just going to come in on the fly. He'll be here when he be here. The The other disappointing thing is we were doing this after the other game, game four, and it dawned on me in, in the middle of the overtime that if they lose, we'll spend the first 20 minutes of the show talking about it. If they win, which is the outcome I want, we'll do probably like 45 seconds tops. So what's up, Alex? He's, yeah. he's in on the fly. <laughs> I'm in, yeah, I'm in. Uh, hopefully, I, I'm not too too late. Uh, but yeah, I had a little iPad updating issue here, so that was resolved promptly, and uh, now I'm back in here. I mean, I never was you know, starting with, but <laughs> do you want to settle your differences with Owen for the sleep-in incident on the last show? Because I think you took it probably the most personally. I have I have a statement to make. So oh, you've yes. been waiting I took for it me pretty to come personally. on and make the statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm down. I'm down to hear it. Let's hear the statement. Okay, so I have a statement. Can I say? So first of all, Wait, I want I want to. You can. I thought yeah, Owen go ahead. went like missing for like 36 hours because even after the pod, we didn't hear anything from him. Okay, this, my statement will maybe shed some okay. light on this. He did have to wake up for his basketball okay. game. Okay, let okay. <laughs> I was actually an hour late to that. I was an hour late to that too. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I showed up at nine, started at eight. Uh, so, yeah. So, my statement. So, I, uh, so typically during the year, I would schedule, I had my days pre scheduled, right? I had class until a certain point, usually ended at five, and then we do the pod right after, right? But my classes ended about two weeks ago. So, they, they were kind of on an irregular schedule. So, that day I had done some studying, uh, and then I had went uh, and gotten lunch, and then I, I just went to sleep. I woke up at like 7.30. Uh, so it was just wasn't even entered my brain. It didn't even enter kind of my brain is the, is the I guess, the, so, the long and the short of it. Um, 
but yeah, I want to apologize to you okay. know the listeners, to the you know people that are here, everybody here. Uh, I want to be better moving forward. Is this the third statement that you've had to make after missing a podcast? <laughs> Do it asleep. Well, can we shift to Adam's statement for missing like a month straight? Or <laughs> so we can two episodes in a row with uh, forewarning. But yeah. <laughs> That's no, your I statement? Think, I don't think a statement okay. is necessary. It's not a lot of remorse in that. <laughs> I don't think a statement's necessary, but you've missed multiple with no warning and no excuse. Just. Oh, I, I was sleeping. You know what? The I get the re- irregular schedule thing. That's a real thing. So it's not easy. You know, you got your schedule, your routine, and then yeah. all of a sudden get switched up on you. Probably ate some good food. Oh, you know, it, I did. It was really good food. I was, it was a wonderful, well, that's wonderful. Good. I'm honestly, I think I'm yeah. like lucky too, Owen, honestly. Like, cause I, when I go to sleep from my night shifts, I'm just like, I don't know when I'll wake up. We'll yeah, how long it goes. that was kind of my thing. I was like, I was like, you got basketball at eight. Uh, you know, it's like five p.m. I'll s- sleep for a bit, and then yeah. like, there's no way I sleep past that. And then I, I was awake. And 7:30. why set an alarm? Because there's just no way. Well, <laughs> oh, because I don't typically sleep for. I did it again this weekend. I I thought I was like, there's no way I'm oh, sleeping more than two hours, and I slept darn. like two hours. Right, because you've on Saturday. Because you've never slept like a little late past like, the start time or anything that's never happened before no it has no but point. usually that's when i'm i start the nap like an hour before this was like oh. two hours and there's no no worse feeling than you you know groggy roll out of bed at 7 30 and you open your phone and it's just you're like oh no what have i done just miss calls texts <laughs> just to get the pit that's a pit in your stomach right there speaking about drafts <laughs> honestly honestly and then I was like, maybe I could call in or something, but I was like, it's too late. I felt I felt so shamed. I was like, I gotta, I gotta just let them finish this one out. I so did get a pretty earnest text. Was... He did say, "I'm so 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 sorry." There was three so's in there, and that's what I, I did. We didn't receive. There was three. We did not receive said text. <laughs> yeah, I felt too bad putting it in the group. I was like, I, I I felt pretty bad. Do you think the house is too loud? I'm too far away is worse, or do you think this one was worse? It's that one is the, worse. The house is the too house. loud. It's too far away. Was that was bad? Oh, that was all time. Yeah, right. Because I, I know I I did a bad one too one time. Where I <laughs> Alex I did Alex did do <laughs> Alex had a really bad one. The, the I'm at Earl's right now in the south. That's right. I'm like I'm in South Edmonton right now, and my girlfriend lives in the like. Like, you can't get more North Edmonton than North Edmonton. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, Phil just sent the link for the pod. And I'm like, he, like, I'm in the middle of, like, <laughs> eating my food. Like, like when my food didn't even come yet. I'm like, what? Like, I can't just leave. Like, we already ordered. Like, so, so, yeah, that one was a big. And that was almost like, uh, I think that was when we recently might have changed when we went from, like, I don't know, Thursdays to Wednesdays or Wednesdays to Thursdays. Summer break, you know, had a lot of free time and then just, yeah, like, like Owen said, kind of like a schedule thing. So, but I did have a bad one Mm -hmm. too. And speaking of summer break and schedule, just so the people know. Well, great I know that was a pro segue. NFL draft is this Thursday night. We're going to go record a show after that. Very exciting. I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit later, but it's on Thursday night. We're going to record after that. Then. You're not going to hear from us for, I think, 
like 10 days. I think we're going to vanish into the night, come back on a once a week basis with a little bit of a different approach to things. And it's going to be very exciting. I think we've just settled on Monday night recordings, but so Tuesday morning drops, which I'm excited for once a week. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. We'll, um, you know, we might go like, I don't know. We'll probably go back to two a week if we, uh, probably when it when stuff starts to ramp up more not that stuff isn't ramped up but you know need a little break uh yes yeah, middle, middle of the playoffs middle of the playoffs taking a episode off but uh yeah not the worst <laughs> quantity over quality hey no not that it ever was but we'll still keep the movies the movies are staying with us until football yes. at least we're gonna bring back some segments and maybe a couple more tricks up our sleeve that I don't even know what they are yet, but I have to investigate what's in the sleeves and then we'll figure it out. So that's sort of a, a little bit of a what's going on with this show that I, I should mention to the people. We'll say it again before the next show, just so more people know. But quickly, I guess I know five, four Oilers. I just want my lap in the sun. I just want to say I'd given up pr- hope pretty hard. It was three nothing. I literally, it's it's a disappointing feeling when you're sitting there and you're like, I know, like last week, I was like thinking about when I le- when I left game two, I was like, it's going to be more enjoyable when I come to these in shorts. That was literally what I was thinking. It's like, okay, when I come back here in like May and June, and I don't have to wear pants and the walk isn't as cold, that's going to be great. And then you're sitting there on the couch at eight fifty, like seventy two hours later, and you're like, all right, like season's going to end on Tuesday. Like, I wonder what I'm going to do now. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Jack Campbell saves the season. I, I, I got, you couldn't, you couldn't have scripted it. I, I, it's literally unbelievable to me that that's what actually happened. And this series is going seven. It's, it's been an all out war and I've really, they're taking years off my life. These overtime games I've, I've, I, I can't even describe the, the stress and the pain and Friday night was a rough night. I'm not. I'm going to be the first one to admit it. I drove around, uh, kind of aimlessly for about 45 minutes, just just <laughs> driving around the streets of uh, Lakeview, Calgary, um, which was <laughs> just drive it off. And really, why I didn't want to get out of the car and go inside was I just didn't want to look at Twitter. That was really what it boiled down to because <laughs> I knew that when I booted it up, it was just going to be bullshit from both sides, people just screaming at each other. <laughs> so I actually deleted Twitter from my phone while I was on the drive. Uh, and me feeding sign. you a lot of that bullshit because I was finding some bangers. Yeah. <laughs> just like- yeah. Well, he, this is what I want to address, dude, before we do other things. Alex has switched up on me. Alex used to be a supportive guy. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I get antagonizing text every time the Oilers concede heat. Oh, no, tough play by Deharnay. <laughs> Oh, here comes Jack Campbell. It's like, all right, dude, I get it. I'm watching the game. Like, no skin in the game, Alex, has just ruined my enjoyment of hockey. And I expect it from, you know, Rig. I expect it from these no-brain guys like Mike and Hugh. I didn't expect it from Alex, who I've been rocking with for the better part of a decade, and I've never had these issues with. And all of a sudden, I load up Twitter, and he's retweeted 100 things about how bad the, the Oiler fans are. It's like, dude, I'm right here. I'm like one of like the 10 people who are seeing these retweets. You don't, you don't have to be this like direct with me. You, like I know he's retweeting it, thinking about me. That's what pisses me off the most. So it's just nice to I'll win one, I guess is what I'm going to say the most like deranged like anti-oilers tweet i'm like <laughs> i just want phil to see this because i don't want it like 
you know when you share it's like it's like you're sending it directly to the person it's like i don't know it's different when you when you retweet it it's like you know what you'll find this eventually (laughs) and then it'll just piss you off so um no skin in the game like phil said is a is a huge uh it's actually kind of fun i don't have to worry about it phil did get me a good one he said when are you guys playing tomorrow so respect that was a good shot back um i didn't really know how to respond to that one so um <laughs> but uh no it's been a, it's been a fun series i've i've actually been like having a really fun time <laughs> like like three overtime games now like you know my i i just i don't know i i don't know if i'd be able to go through that honestly i um cuz in these overtime games um whenever the other team has the puck it's just the grossest thing ever like you just want to throw up i don't know if you get that feeling but like even like when they have it in the defensive zone like the possession i'm like oh my god like just can we get the puck back like at all like just you're so much more like blacks when 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 the other team has the puck when when your team has the puck sorry um but yeah it's it's a good it's a, it's been a really good series um and i thought they were going to end it on the power play honestly i thought okay this makes sense cuz I, I was think hoping. that kings cuz i think the kings ended it on in both overtimes on the power play am i correct or yeah they did yeah you're right they did they they did um so i was like okay well here's one for edmonton where they can end it on the power play and they didn't and then the place was going crazy like holy crap look at all this momentum and i think hyman scored maybe like a minute after that so um so yeah for for them battling back like that and like you said like dry side has been amazing all all series but um hyman's been really quiet the entire series i'd say for the most part Um, and and as was kane and kane tied the game as was Kane and he tied the game and I was texting Phil after game, uh, after game three, I told him like, you have to get your other guys to show up. And we mentioned Kane, we mentioned Hyman, we mentioned Nude. Nude still has, I, I don't know. It. I don't think Nude just really showed up much. Right. Um, and I guess, yeah, well, Davo's Davo, but, um, and then yeah, Nude. And, um, but yeah, they showed up tonight. And, and like you said, like freaking Jack Campbell, I mean, that was a gutsy call by, Woodcroft. Honestly, if I'm the Oilers coach, I don't know if I have the balls to put in Jack Campbell. You know, I, it's a complete been, roll of the dice. Time pressure all year, and you're putting them in. You know, the the like where your season can end in in a period, and you're saying, "Hey, no more goals." So honestly, credit credit <laughs> to Jack Campbell. I mean, handling that sort of a sort of pressure. That's what Jack Campbell is, though. No, he's just like when when. He's just to- total opposite of what you think is going to happen. You know, he's playing great. You think he's going to show up and he sucks. And then when you don't want to put him in, he plays amazing. It's just so weird with him. He's a roller coaster. And the thing was, he made that stellar save on Arvidsson that, that I mean, well, pretty much won them the game in retrospect. That was his best yeah. save of the day and it was on the breakaway. And you're you're completely rolling the dice with him going in there. Yeah. But the thing is, I know him pretty well. In, in terms of watching him this season. So I knew if you had asked me, I said, he's going to have a really good second period, which he did because I know him. I know if he doesn't have time to think about it, he's pretty good. So if you just throw him in there, he's going to be fine. I was more worried about the third period and overtime because I knew he was, he's a mental basket case. He's a fragile guy. So I, I was worried about him getting 15 minutes to think about it. Like, man, if I concede, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be three one like that. That was kind of the problem. Do you do you go back to him in uh, no, game five? No, no, you can't. Oh, yeah, I don't That's think just, so. No, go with the guy who got you there. So yeah. 
and he hasn't been bad either. I don't think any of the goals were his fault today. And I know he wasn't good in that second game, but he only gave up two goals and he wasn't the problem in game three. So I got, I, I think we just go back to him. This has probably yeah. been the closest series, you know, mm-hmm. probably in the playoff, maybe mm-hmm. Dallas, Minnesota. I don't know, but um, this has been an yeah, unbelievable. Like 30 people series. are watching that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. yeah good point. <laughs> I did notice though, just keeping tabs. I heard their game was horribly officiated this evening, and coincidentally, it's the same crew that had Edmonton, Los Angeles on Friday. It's just funny how that works. Apparently, Minnesota got screwed again. Can't can't <laughs> say for sure because it was probably broadcasted on like Disney Channel. But <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> NBA playoffs, pretty exciting weekend in the NBA playoffs. I guess I don't know. And what story do you want to start with first? Uh, I want to talk about the Lakers. I mean, that's the most interesting series, I think. The Lakers or the Warriors King series. Those are the two, the two California series. Uh, I mean, we could probably talk about the the Lakers. I mean, they, they look like a championship team, in my opinion. Like the way they came out against uh, the Grizzlies in that game, especially in the first quarter, in the first half, was like incredible. Like if it wasn't for John Morant discovering a three-point stroke, they would have beat the Grizzlies by like 25 points. Um, so I think they look really good. Anthony Davis, I mean, again, the issue, the concern is always like, you know, if he like takes a step kind of on the wrong, puts too much weight on one of his, you know, feet on like a, a step or something, he might tear his ACL and just that's over. But like he looks really good uh, and their role players still look pretty good. So yeah, I yeah, think Rui, yeah, Rui stepping up has been huge. Yeah, clap back at Bane because after game one, Bane was saying like, well, we don't know if he can do that again. I'd like to see him do it again. And he did. Um, So, yeah, I didn't really watch much of game three, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know what this whole jaw thing is. Uh, maybe you guys can ma- explain it better. I, I saw he had like an awesome game, but at the same time, like his team team still kind of got smoked towards the end. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know. Dylan Brooks, like is kind of lost i think he had a bad game too just like going at lebron too much um so the grizzlies look like they can't really handle the just the stakes the pressure it looks like it's getting to them they're more concerned about like dissing the other like lebron and making fun of davis as opposed to showing up on the court is what it looks like so um but man it'd be awesome for the lakers to to finish this off so it'll be a big game today from when you're hearing this um so yeah no it looks Shout out Palinka, man. I, I, I personally didn't like the moves that he made a few months ago. Phil was on it, so shout out Phil. But I didn't like the moves. I thought it was like, I don't know, I'm just so traumatized from when Cleveland just traded for all those random guys back in like 2018. Um, <laughs> you know, so. Traumatized. Um, the Jordan Clarkson, so Jeff bad. Green package. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Green, D-Rose. Um, George Hill. Yeah, exactly. That was just, <laughs> oh my God, an IT Isaiah Thomas just on the bench <laughs> was so bad. So, um, but hey, like they they've got a team, um, you know, it doesn't all revolve around LeBron, which is good. Um, you know, Davis gives them some minutes, and um, yeah, they just have a bunch of guys that they can play, which is I kind of I think what they needed um, for a really long time. It's almost like the team the team to me is almost kind of similar to the to the when they the bubble team. Because that team was somewhat deep. They had yeah. KCP. They had Kuzma. They had all these guys that Rondo was still like a pretty useful player back then. 
like they have had all these guys that mm-hmm. they could use and that's kind of like what they're doing um now like three years later yeah it definitely they have much more of a team than they did a few months ago like it's amazing at the start of the season we were talking about how thin their bench was and now they have some of the best depth in the league and it's just it's a, like you said it's a credit to Polinka, and also like i don't know how much credit you can give a guy for drafting austin reeves because i feel like anybody could have had him but i mean like he wasn't even drafted well yeah then scooping him up off the scrap heap like again i guess i could have been anybody but i mean the way that he's played has really changed their season almost with how good he's been in the last 90 days so i i I agree with you but again it's like a it's like a time bomb with davis just waiting and (laughs) waiting until he gets the next stinger that holds him out for exactly four weeks so (laughs) kind of a, a shoe waiting to drop i do gotta say I see a lot of people switching up on our boy DB, um, which people were saying if he's going to play the heel, he can't pretend to not talk to the media after the or can't you know to act tough and not talk to the media. It's like you guys are forgetting what makes DB DB. He does yeah. what he wants to do. Yeah. He, he's like, okay, like I made a mess. Like let me just not talk. And I, that, that's what he does. He's the best. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I was expecting, I would have expected him to go maybe up to the podium and maybe drop something crazy. But honestly, what we got was even better than that because, yeah, uh, yeah he was basically like, you know, I got ejected. I got ejected. You know, LeBron kind of had my number. Uh, I'm not going to talk. Like, I'm I'm going home. Like, you can find me, but I'm not, I'm not talking to the media. So I respect that. I also loved, I don't know when he said this, I think it was either today or yesterday, but he was like... It was today, it was today. It was today, where he was like, the media like made me a heel, like <laughs> you guys made me the villain, I'm just playing the part, which I think is, I mean, A, it's true, like he never wanted to be the bad guy, it's from maybe like since he got into the league, there's been this narrative in the media that like, let's make Dylan Brooks this bad, like the biggest villain in the NBA, and mm-hmm. so he basically has been forced to, and then and then B, uh, like... I appreciate it. Like he's doing a good job. I, I love him for it. Well, he didn't have yeah. a choice. Like and when it, he came into the league, the script writers were like, you know, DB dude, sorry. Like you're going to be the villain. <laughs> and my guy had no choice. You know, maybe he wanted to be a good guy, but they painted him as the villain. And like Phil said, he kind of runs yep. the league. DB does what DB wants. So um, it was almost actually not really that surprising that he didn't want us to speak to the media. Like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, why would I want to? I made a mistake. Like, let me just fix it the best way I can, not talking. But then the next day coming out and saying to everybody, they made me the villain. And that's just, he's right. The fake news media, holy voice crack, the fake news media made him a villain. And that's just, it is what it is. Sometimes that happens to you. And prayers to DB, dude. I hope he bounces back in game four. I I do find it really funny, though, that one of the sentences Alex legitimately said was, maybe he spent too much time going after LeBron. I just, I just don't know why that sentence cracked me up, but it did. <laughs> I can't so wait. Good. I can't wait. Hopefully, we get a few more games of that series, so um, we get some more DB DB uh, stuff to talk about. I would love to. I, I, I think he might be a white whale for this show. I think, I, I think we got to recruit him, dude. Somehow. I also could I. I wanted to ask you guys. How is it that John Morant had like his pain was like at a ten, and his hand was unusable, and then he just drops, comes back, and drops 40 the next game how does that work because they were saying i think in game two they're like jaw told us that he's never experienced pain like that in his life (laughs) and i'm like whoa like he must 
be done for the year. And then he's just like dropping 45 in game three. So I don't yeah. know. And it was like what a four, 45 where he's, I mean, he's using his hand a lot. Yeah. He shot, he shot like in the, th- for like not even, he shot, I think like he made like five or six threes. And it's, like he shot it's better with the, with the broken hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so did Tyler Hero, one for one. People forget. True. 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 So maybe there's something to that. Maybe I'll just break my hand tomorrow. A little, uh, what was that guy's name on the Lakers? Who Kev- Kendrick Nunn. Maybe I'll just do it, Kendrick Nunn, break my hand yeah. and uh, return, <laughs> make some plays at the Y. Um, the Warriors-Kings was good today. I caught most of that one. Obviously, the Warriors kind of lucky to squeak it out at the end. They <laughs> That would have been an all-time joke. Up five with 40 seconds left in a full shot clock and, and almost lose in regulation. But Harrison Barnes with just an all-time off-the-hand clank. You just knew when it left the hand. It was like there's no chance that's going in but it would have been a complete steal for the uh for the kings to get that game i still you know this series is going seven and they've got some uh pretty impassionate home fans to go back to and the warriors just can't seem to get one on the road which is going to be they obviously need to do that now if they want to win this series which kind of surprisingly me makes me lean towards sacramento just with the way fox has been playing i just i'm just so impressed he might be a top 10 12 guy in the league right now yeah for sure um i i saw a lot of people saying like um that uh, the war the the kings like must win one in golden state because if they don't then the series is over and i i don't really agree i don't think that like i think sacramento to me at least has shown that they can hang in the in the high pressure moments and they can hang with golden state um you know, oh, and if they get green back, the series is over. You know, like, I, I don't really think so. I think they're going back home, like Phil said, game five to an unbelievable crowd. Um, home court advantage is going to be huge for them. Warriors can't win a game on the road. Um, and like you said, they squeaked one out here in game four. So I feel confident with Fox. I feel confident with Sabonis. I feel confident with the coach they have in Mike Brown. Um, and like you said, it's most likely going seven now. You know, when it comes to the last few minutes, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I'd pick, but I, I I don't think that the series is over for Sacramento. I still would have, you know, I'd still be pretty confident if I'm a, if I'm a Kings fan. Yeah, in my mind, I think the pressure's on Golden State. Like Sacramento, I mean, they took care of business at home, and the knock on them, I think, has always been that they've looked that their offense is, I mean, one of the best the league's ever seen. But I think their defense has always been the question mark, and they looked really good defensively, at least. Uh, you know, in their home games. Um, but I think, I mean, pe- most people expected Golden State to win this series, even though they were a lower seed. Uh, and I mean, the pressure is on them just because they don't have home court. So they're, they have to win one on the road. The Kings can lose every game they play uh, at Chase and still win the series in seven. So uh, the Warriors need to steal one. And I think the pressure's on them. That's a good point, too. So, yeah. 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 I'd say I also I think we got to do the Clippers as well while we're here because yes. uh, this is this is anti sports what's going on with the Clippers this week uh, I j- there's no other way to say it other than the guy on the Winnipeg Jets took a skate blade to the eye he took 75 stitches came back within the period and Kawhi Leonard's out two games for knee soreness in the first round of a one one series He's with home fraud. I I saw Stephen A said he should retire. Which I didn't. I didn't even hate the take yeah. because if you're not going to fight through this, I don't know what. Why are you playing? I just don't understand it. I I didn't hate any of Stephen A's um, Stephen A. Smith's takes at all because I think 
you know, Stephen A. Smith, he's one of the, he said he's one of the worst superstars that we've ever had. And I, I think I agree with that. I like this guy has destroyed like two organizations, um, left one f- for, I mean, you know, he could have maybe stayed another year in Toronto. That's always up for debate, but, um, like just the the San Antonio stuff alone was like we've talked about it for forever. Um, it that was awful. But now, like, like again, like again, like well, how else do how else do we prepare you for the playoffs, bro? Because he played like fifty percent of these games. He was always load managing from the start. He's been load managing since he came to the Clippers. It was since he came to the Clippers, and we still can't get you healthy for the playoffs. So, um. Man, I don't know. This guy just, I don't know. I think he cashed in and he doesn't really care about winning another title. He doesn't really care about being talked about with the greats, which is fine, I guess, you know, if that's, if that, you know, that's your thing. Um, I, I, you know, I heard about this stuff going on with his sister too. That was wild. That was wild, but you're still, a, you're still a, you know, you're still a professional. You're getting paid a lot of money, man. Like, you, and he was at the games. Exactly that too. It wasn't even like a personal matter that he was, you know, if it was a personal, like you said, if it was a personal matter, maybe he shouldn't be at the games, but he was still showing up to these games. So there's no difference between you playing or being on the bench. So um, it's really unfortunate because when Kawhi has it, he's one of my favorite players to watch. But I don't know. I, I can't say I respect any of this stuff. It's just, you know, it's it's poor. Yeah, it's disappointing because like, like you said, if he just doesn't really have aspirations to be a great player that's fine but it is disappointing because he's probably one of the you know five or ten best like talents we've seen probably in my Mm -hmm. lifetime from like both ends of the floor there's like very few that are like him so that's kind of sad from like a fan perspective like you wish you could see somebody like that kind of battle it out for years the other piece of it is i mean you look at the investment that the Clippers made, like obviously they signed him, but they had to move the pieces they had to move to get Paul George, who's also not playing, is like ridiculous. I mean, they moved, they had to get rid of uh, Gallinari, SGA, and what, like two or three first round picks? Seven. 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 Was that how many yeah. it was? Well, I guess with the yeah. picks, yes. yeah, but reminds me of like the Nets a little bit where you invest a lot in these superstars teaming up with their friends uh, on the, just the promise that, you know, they're gonna try and win a title or they're gonna you know that's kind of the idea but for whatever reason chemistry in the case of maybe the nets a little bit or just injury or desire it just doesn't pan out so they're gonna be in a tough spot for quite a while yeah uh, i would say in a little bit i don't know i don't know what it is but i i think like we all just get it wrong with these athletes when they sign whether it's nba whether it's nhl really any sport i think we like just get it wrong in terms of like thinking like when they sign this the biggest contract of their life thinking that you know they're like you know what now i'm gonna give it my all like now like look at all the money i'm making like now's the time now i'm gonna turn it on now like i signed here because i want to win a championship it's like not really the case like we all know why Kawhi signed there because the clippers you know i mean technically i think the raptors could have offered him the most money but he signed there so he could be with his family make money be in la you know and, and I can find endless examples of guys that, and I'm sure there's maybe 5 to 10% that have signed a giant contract and maybe gone on to win a title. But typically, it never works out, like Owen said. Like, you got KD and, and Kyrie doing that. Um, you know, sure, 
LeBron and, and Wade, I guess, or uh, Chris Bosh, you know, they went on to win with the Heat. But like NHL, it happens a lot too. It's just, I feel like we, we, we don't understand the athlete and they maybe go in with the, we don't really understand their intentions, I think is what I'm trying to say. You know, we think they're like signing and coming here and they, all they care about is winning a title. But it's like, in reality, you have this person that's been working their ass off for like, ever since they've been like, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 year, years old. And they just signed the biggest contract of their life. You know, maybe winning a championship isn't actually the number one thing on their mind. Yeah. And I think there's yeah. a caveat with what you're saying. It's, it's the guys who've already won, you know, like yeah. Katie and Kyrie had both already won. It's like, let me go to somewhere where I actually want to be location wise. And some people I want to be friends with, and let me team up with them. Kawhi, I mean, he <laughs> knocked his way out of two championship teams so he could go live in LA. Like, it's no secret. That's just what it was all about for him, getting back to California yeah. and somewhere he wanted to be location-wise. So I think with these guys who've won, and you see it even like in hockey, you could say it about Kadri. Like, you know, let me sign this yeah. last big contract. I've already won my ring. It doesn't really matter to me what the success is. I want to cash in one more time. But you get guys who yeah. haven't won, you know, in, in all sorts of leagues who prioritize winning a championship over, you know, maybe yeah. the highest offer. Like, I think that's the biggest differentiator between the two. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say in this series, you see that pretty clearly, like Kawhi, who's won a title and got paid, is sitting on the side. Uh, whereas Russell Westbrook, who's obviously gotten paid out the wazoo, and is, it, you know, he's gotten just as much money as anybody has made in the NBA, uh, but he hasn't won a title, is playing like 40 minutes a game uh, in like high leverage playoff situations. So... He's, I mean, you can say what you want about him. I actually think he's probably not had the worst series. Like he, he's played, in my opinion, pretty decently, at least at the beginning. So, uh, but he definitely cares. You can never say he doesn't care. He's playing, actually playing like hard defense, uh, it seems. And he just cares a lot. He tries really hard. And even Paul George is rehabbing like crazy to try to get back on the floor. And that's another guy who hasn't won. But I mean, you don't see Kawhi putting in that type of effort to get back on the court. Like you see what, PG's doing pregame. He's just killing himself to get back out there. I don't think he's going to be able to, but I mean, and, and that's, that's an interesting thing you said about Russ. Cause it's been a, a couple days where it's like, on one hand, I do understand when Durant and CP go up there and they say, you see people who criticize him all the time and this is who he really is. You know, the Lakers wasn't a good fit for him. You know, that can also be true, but it's also not false to say, I mean, he was just putrid on the Lakers. Like it's, and, and he has not been a winning yeah. player for the last five years. Like both these things can be very true. And I mean, really how you remember him for me, at least is like his best year in Oklahoma city. Did he win a playoff game? Did he lose in five in the first round? Like his yeah. best year, that wizards year, he got them to the playoffs and they got swept and that was him playing at his highest level. And it's happening again here. Like I think they won one as game. much as gentlemen. Yeah. Sweet. That's right. You got to got to get the one. But as much as I respect the guy yeah. and I respect how hard he works and I will look back on his MVP season fondly, like I think it's pretty unfair of Durant and CP to sit up there and say people who don't know basketball criticize him. It's like we we know this guy as well as we know any player in the league. Like his his career has been very well documented. I agree. I th I I completely agree with you. I like we've been watching him his whole career. I mean, I, I, we can completely criticize Russell Westbrook. He's not the perfect player. Um, and just because he's turned it on maybe in, I don't know, like last few games, you know, we're, we're supposed to be like, well, he's actually one of the greatest of all time. It's like, well, not really. He's still really bad at some just fundamental like basketball things. And it just sticks out like a sore mm -hmm. thumb on the court. So I'm not just going to, just because Kevin Durant 
And just because Chris Paul said something and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are right. You guys are right. You know more about basketball than me, which you probably do. But like, I still see bad turnovers and I can still still see him running like way too fast and not knowing how to like do a fucking layup. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you still can't do a layup. It's, it's, it's awful. And then I think in, um, I think it was game two, he had like a wide open dunk and he like couldn't even jump high enough and, and dunk it properly. It just like jumped out of the rim. So he's, yeah, it's, I'm not going to start, you know, thanking Russell Westbrook for his services because he's still coming up pretty short for me. Yeah, I won't either, but I do want to like clarify, like a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just the system. Like he's plays, they've given him a, like a better role versus what they gave him in LA. And there's some of that that is true. I think they use they've really focused on him being like a really strong offensive rebounder, but the other pieces, I don't think he tried Yeah, in LA, at least on the, at least you can, on the very least you can say defensively, like he's trying now. Uh, so I think that's on him when people look back in his career and say, yeah, he had all these years where he wasn't really productive. Uh, you, he might turn around and say, yeah, I was on a, a team where I wasn't valued or I didn't have a good role. But at the end of the day, I mean, he, you can play hard defense and have a role on an NBA team, especially as talented as he is and athletic as he is, but he just didn't care to do that for a lot yeah, of those years. I agree. So. And he was the, you know, for a lot of his career too, how I'm going to remember him, his, it was, it's, it was my way or the highway kind of player. Um, you know, Durant yeah. did leave, but, you know, he goes to Houston and James Harden stays. He goes to Washington, Bradley Beal stays. He goes to Lakers, you know, he moves on again. Clippers, he's probably going to move on again. Um, so, teams you know no one wanted to you know no one wanted to keep you man so you know that that also goes on the player i just think naturally with moving on that uh, through that many teams and you know there's smart people that work for these basketball teams like i don't know you just it just wasn't you either trying hard enough or wanting to to gel with with your teammates and wanting to be a better teammate so yeah i think that plays part into part part of it too and this is we should say this is adam's boy and yeah, uh, I was making this a little is his bit of favorite face. player of all time. He is making a little bit of a face, but I think it's because Adam and I, I sent something to him earlier today. It was an Instagram post and it was, uh, for, I don't want to make, I want to make sure I credit them all sports culture, NBA player comparisons to NFL players. And Adam's most naturally was, and you can tell him what it was. What was Russell Westbrook's comparison? It was Cam Newton. <laughs> But I think it I makes sense, though. Yeah, I, I, I thought it made sense, but I thought it was a little disrespectful to Westbrook, personally. But he definitely has had more of a I career think, than Cam Newton has. I mean, Cam Newton won an MVP. He won one MVP, but I think, I mean, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I love Westbrook. So. I, for me, like, sure, you can say Westbrook's had a longer career and probably been successful for longer than Cam Newton. Cam Newton was the and was better. the best player in the uh in 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 the NFL like for, for one year. year sure but and but the Westbrook MVP was strictly because he was like a triple double like cheat the best player Russell Westbrook was never ever ever like a top three NBA player ever it was because you had LeBron you had Kobe you had KD you had Curry um you know. Yeah. Uh, and now you, you know even now you have other guys obviously he's he's declined quite a bit but even in those years like James Harden I think was better 
um, even given his playoff struggles. So I don't ever think like for me, Russell Westbrook was ever actually like a like a top 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 player. I think respect for Cam, like sure, like you said, he was best for one year, but Cam, to me, Cam like peaked and he was the best. There, I I couldn't say in like 2015 there was anybody better than Cam in my opinion. That's how I see it. Uh I don't know. I think they're closer than you think because I think like. On one hand, I, I agree with you about some things. Like Cam Newton at least had the one barometer where he made the Super Bowl. But, and Westbrook never, well, Westbrook made the finals, I guess, but it was mostly a Durant showing that did that. And he was awful in those finals. It, yeah. He was much younger when he went than Newton did as well. But at the same time, like you would still say, I think, that when Cam Newton was at his apex, you would still take Brady over him. You would still take the top elite quarterbacks over him who had like proven and done it. It felt to me more like a, like uh, his, like the seas parted for him in one season, which is somewhat similar to Russ, I would say. Maybe it's being revisionist to me. I don't know. You guys want to settle this? <laughs> well, I don't, Adam, I, like, I don't, I don't think know. we what have do you guys to. Think? <laughs> I've, I think I, I've shared my opinion. All right, fair I would agree with you. Like you could say he was the top, the most productive player in the NBA when he won the MVP or over those MVP caliber years. But I don't think if you pulled pulled like the players in the NFL or sorry in the NBA or even the media or really anybody, they would say he was the best player. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So I probably agree with you. Because mm-hmm. back then, I'd say okay. like you know I, everyone would be like, "Yeah, let me build my franchise around Cam Newton." I don't know if anyone's going like, "Let me build my franchise around Russell Westbrook." In back when he won MVP, so. But well, I mean, the, the, the Thunder kind of did that. They kind of tried to. Well, yeah, but they did it though. I really like, have a choice. Just like respect. I think they did it just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, out of really respect, I guess, yeah. for Russ. I mean, they basically gave him a contract. Were they going to sign LeBron? to stay in Oklahoma. And, the whole, and they literally gave him true, a three year contract for not doing what Durant did. They're like, thank you. Here's the ball. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to phrase true, it. That's they fair. They were kind of in a corner there in a bind. But Adam's just making faces because his his two guys were just getting dragged there for a second. But they had some other good comparisons too. Like I think Curry Mahomes is one we've always said, but that's like very seamless to me. Like those two really line up. Um, I know Alex would probably be aligned with that one more so than uh, everybody else. I didn't mind. Mahomes Is Mahomes not LeBron? No, no. I think they had Brady as LeBron. Uh, I think I think okay, you're right because <laughs> yeah, this might be a pointless debate. It might be a pointless exercise because there's no way to really settle it. But the one one that I really disagree with was Eli and Dirk. I just I think that is just God, unbelievable like disrespect to Dirk. Wow, that one is yeah, very disrespectful. Dirk, now that I think about it, that's Eli, what I think like, too. And Eli's a fringe Hall of Famer. Eli's not a fringe Hall of Famer. Absolutely is a fringe Hall of Famer. Absolutely a fringe. dragged like 85-year-old Jason Terry and and, and Jason Kidd <laughs> to the NBA Finals. Pedro Stojakovic on like one leg. Um, I don't know who else was on that. That team was heat. Like Sean Marion. Like J.J. Barea. Tyson Chandler. J.J. Barea. Yeah. And, and won an NBA title against LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time. Well, that is as an underdog. And, yes, underdog. on the road. On the road, Dirk. You know who yeah. else won a finals against the good greatest point. player good of point. all time as a huge Two. underdog? Two. But, good, point. good point. Good point. But that's not even. But, that's but, but not. We're not see, like finals, see, see, sorry. 
the the Giants were a better football team than the Mavericks were. If you remove Eli and you remove Dirk, <laughs> I would, I would say that. Team? What? Weren't they a wild card team? Both years, both years they were. Oh, yeah, baby, they both were wild card teams, and they beat the undefeated greatest of all time. I mean, they were wild card teams with really good defenses. I would say again, I'm a Eli Manning hater, but I, I would say they're tell. wild card teams probably be more because of Eli Manning rather than in spite of him, or rather than uh, oh, okay. yeah, otherwise, rather than whatever the word phrases. Well, Dirk Dirk towed a franchise on his back for 20 years. That's not yeah. an exaggeration to say <laughs> yeah. that. Eli Eli Manning was basically just Derek Carr. That's basically what Eli Manning's career yeah. was, except he was clutch. I, I think Eli's He's a whole Derek Carr if he, if he stumbled into two. I don't. And I think it's because he is Derek Carr who stumbled into two Super Bowls. Now, if you want to say the two Super Bowls put him in the Hall of Fame, fine. I would disagree, but that's a fair thing to make. He's uh, also an unemotional the, I mean, Derek the Mavericks. Like, he wouldn't cry after every game. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> he wouldn't care. If his teammate got... got he killed somebody. He probably wouldn't go. He probably wouldn't say he would visit him or anything like that. <laughs> like he doesn't seem like he's a nice guy. And I would say with the Mavericks, I mean, it wasn't just the one title. Like where they snuck in and won it, they were in the mix every year. As far as I'm aware. Yeah. Okay. Well, Again, kind of before my time. While we're here, but... the comparison I didn't get was the John Morant, Jay, or Justin Jefferson comparison. I don't really. That one was. Oh, I kind of get that one. one. That's a good I one. I kind of get that one. No, why, why? Can you explain why it's a good one? I don't know. They're just like fun, like young guys that know how to gritty. Grittiers. Didn't Dahmerat? Wasn't he in like, like I don't remember Justin Jefferson like going through. Almost know, yeah, it's not a one for one, Adam. And the Grizzlies are kind of like similar organizations. I want to say. Guy, what? So wait, do you do you the think Vikings he, are the most like low key, like likable, like likable? The Vikings, likable. Okay, we hate the Vikings, but they're not like you know, they're like a pretty low key, wait, like so. Her cousins, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> well, the Vikings you have saying, a lot you, more history you say than the Grizzlies. That whoever is compared to John ja, ja Rent also has to have like a criminal record or like a charge against them. Yeah, I'm because in that like case, who is your options? Kareem Hunt. Like Kareem Hunt. <laughs> That's terrible. Is I think they're probably Elliott? focusing more on the basketball part. Maybe. I think well they they did have Antonio Brown Kyrie, which is not, you know, it's not seamless. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But uh, you could also do Antonio Brown Jaw. You could also do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I see. No, that's There's a lot of people you could do Jaw with. <laughs> Plexico Burris. I did like Dylan Brooks' Eli Apple. That was pretty good. That one Ooh, was just clean and very uh, very sensible. I liked that one. Oh, wait, no. Best one for yeah. last, and this is, this is no debate, Durant Rogers. It's just perfect in every oh, single way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, uh, That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Shout out to them. Good post. Um, NFL stuff quickly, and then we can uh, burn to this movie. But um, gambling suspensions. Five guys get gambling suspensions. Now, it does It does look like they weren't betting on games that they were a part of. But there was rules that you couldn't bet any sport at your team's facility. 
So if you were betting at the team facility, you got six game suspensions, which happened to a bunch of scrubs oh, and a bunch brother. of uh, and and Jamison Williams, obviously, who's the most notable name. But apparently, a bunch of Lions staffers as well, um, who were laid off because they were betting on the NBA or the you know had to take Oilers money line uh, at the Lions facility. So they get laid off. I don't really know what there is to say about this other than that I'm not going to go full Tony who racked in 1,400 likes on a TikTok comment where he said, this is what happens when you give people a million dollars who haven't earned it. I'm not going to make that comment. I just want people to know that Tony racked up the likes for dropping that one. But I don't know. Alex, you got any take on the gamblers? Because I mean, you're probably the closest to one here. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a bit weird. Like, I get the... Because what did Calvin Ridley do? He did, like, an NFL parlay, but did he bet on himself? Or the game? Uh, he wasn't playing, I don't think. But he just bet the Falcons or the... I don't know. I don't that's NFL. that big of a deal, like, to bet, like, on, like... What if they, like, want to bet, like, ho- like hockey, like like Phil said? Like, I don't get how that's a big deal. At the facility. Zach yeah, an anytime goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'd be betting that too. I exactly. And like, what if you get a great line? You know, it's like, well, if I drive home, <laughs> the line isn't going to be as good as if I get it right now. So I think that's yeah. I think it's like if you're a pro athlete, you should be staying away from sports betting altogether. No, because that kind of gets you. <laughs> I, I'm saying the reason. I'm not saying it's my. Sorry, Owen. I'm just explaining what I think their reasoning is. Oh, I know what the reasoning is. Oh, because Alex said he doesn't understand the reasoning. So I yeah, well, the reason, yeah, the reasoning is just that you don't want them as like. There's been scandals in the past, and you want to stay far away from that as possible. No, is that the idea? Yeah, like if you're if you're engaged in sports betting in other sports, then it might trickle into your own sport. And then, yeah, it's like yeah, gate- but I'm not gonna. The Oilers yeah, money line is a gateway like to Falcons money line. Go to like strip yeah. clubs and spend like unbelievable amounts of money. like john morant like look at like just look at what he was doing like i don't know then just ban them from going to strip clubs too i don't get what the difference is i would just draw the line <laughs> at can't bet on anything i'm participating in or if you want to like, like like or what? any sport just, that or the sport that i'm no, playing because because adam said it leads to like bad like things and bad outcomes for them so I'm saying just well, then you it, should well, any- I'm not saying like I care about them personally. <laughs> I mean it leads to them like it might lead to you betting on your own game and throwing your own game for monetary value. Like that's what I'm saying it leads it might lead to. Yeah, but these I'm guys are adults. Say, I'm not saying I care care about like their financial. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. Okay. How smart they are with their money. It's like that's the reason the NFL wouldn't want you doing it. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but whatever like fun fun fact i uh, referees aren't allowed to bet on anything in any sport um or even outside of sports you just can't gamble period during the season for the same reason like if you it's like the fear of you stepping into a casino and it leads you down a path where you know lack of integrity you know folks it's called the thing the the thing with the refereeing though is they can have a direct result on the game like they can rig the I mean, game. So some would I, say so like Oilers Kings on Friday staff, night. Some though? would say that. Not me, but like some. Staff? Some would say that a player can also have a direct what, impact staff, on a though? game. Like staff, like the guy that like fills up the like Gatorade coolers is like having a direct impact on the game. Yeah, like you can leak that like who's bet. starting, who's gonna play. Oh, <laughs> he puts oh, rice in that Matt Stafford's Gato. Holy God. Adam, I'm, you are I'm so not, boring. 
I'm not defending. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what could happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. But Dupree but is all out. I wanted to, I'm surprised oh that gosh, this. Dude. I'm surprised of all teams, this was a Lions issue because I feel like Dan would be the type of person to read the rule book and make sure this is not happening. I mean, what is he going to do? Like read, the, like check their phones before they go to sleep at night? Like, yeah, I feel like he's the type. If anyone's the type, it's him. I don't well, think anyone is he... the type for that. I bet he was peeling paint off the walls when he found out the news. I don't think, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. I think now, now they're not going to have this issue again because I think they cut three of the guys who did it and all the staff. Oh, he's so yeah. I don't, I don't think he was really happy about it. But I was saying to Tony, like Jamison Williams needs game time. Like they traded up to get yeah. this guy. Like you can't just be copping six game suspensions a year after you played like three games due to injury. So. I know less than ideal for the uh, for the upstart Lions. I guess the other NFL things that are interesting is all the betting lines have switched to the point where now will leave it. Will Levi's Levis jeans nude boy will be going with the number two pick. Houston, like all the all the uh, DraftKings and and all the sports books have changed the odds to have him as a huge heavy favorite to go number two um, now. The main reason for this, and we'll get to Adam's victory lap in a second, is there's something I've never heard of called the S2 test. And I read an article from Bob McGinn about this, and I'll describe it to you. The standard scouting form for executives and personnel evaluating college quarterbacks includes arm strength and touch, release, accuracy, pocket awareness, the ability to escape the rust, competitiveness, mental awareness, and personal character. So they do a test, from what I understand, that basically... I don't know if some of it's on field, but it evaluates all those traits in you. And to read some of the quarterbacks of the past, Brock Purdy had the highest score last year. I think Joe Burrow had a 97%. Bryce Young this year had a 98%. Uh, Will Levis had a 93%. Anthony Richardson had a 79%. And we'll get to CJ Stroud in a second, but I want to say that uh, an executive is quoted in there saying, if you get a high score, it's not saying you're going to be a great player. But if you get a low score... It's 100%. None of the quarterbacks that get a low score will become good players. The benchmark is 80. 80 and above is good. CJ Stroud was at 18%. It's incredibly terrible. Hey. He's going to be off some team's boards. He will not be picked by those teams. So, Can you repeat what the like, test is? Yes. Uh, standard scouting form. Is it like a Wonderland? Personnel. I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if it's some of it's on field, no. some of it's on paper. Adam, can you give it a stop? No, I'm I'm just reading about what the test is. It, it looks really weird. It's like a one of the tests that I saw was like a a prediction of the trajectory of the ball. So I feel like they throw like they show a freeze frame of you releasing it, and then you have to like guess where it's gonna land. Like it's it looks super intense. Whoa. Visual search efficiency and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's like it's a really it's a really NFL specific like mind test. Because you know, I mean, yeah, we all know this who's going to draft the, the guy with the worst fucking uh, whatever the SPO two test. <laughs> like we already know, my guys, Do you, my guys are going to draft him. Ohio State quarterback because they're always so good. Yeah, this is pretty heat, and I think Hendon Hooker was like sixty four percent or something. So I, I mean, he's probably going to go round one at this rate too, but. When I saw, like, I don't know how much I want to believe this, but 18% is just such a shocking number. Like, I, I, have you ever gotten 18% on anything in your in your life, in education? Yep. Adam? <laughs> oh, he... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I've had I've had like some twenty sevens, but I've never hit eighteen. Eighteen is just terrible. I don't know. You can't tell. Me I think this is Anthony Richards got like what seventy. Well, this could also be the CJ Stroud haters like making up fake numbers. That's what I was gonna say. Smokescreen. There yeah. because there was that Ooh. stuff with the Manning camp too. Do you see? Got you guys see that? What about that? No, no. So they were like, basically, there was a story that broke. Uh, I think it was Brady Quinn was talking about it on some show where he was invited to the Manning camp and he accepted an invitation or committed to go to this Manning Passing Academy, right? Which is coached by the Mannings. And then he just flaked, like he didn't show up. Wow. And then it came out later that, like, that's just not, like, just not accurate. Like, whoever told the, that him like told Brady Quinn that was misinformed because he like just never committed. So mm. I've been seeing a lot of anti Stroud, which makes me think he's going one or two. Mm. Interesting. Or a team, lower teams are trying to, they're trying to tank his stock. So maybe five, six, seven could get him. Somebody down there can get him. It seems mm. to be working. If, if jeans is two, like maybe this is a Raiders, like, like a 3d chess. Well, we typically play checkers, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I could see them maybe sliding him like a super advanced test and then just tanking him so you guys can get him. I, yeah, man. I don't know. I was high on Stroud, but that's kind of scaring me now. That one, I don't. It's not great. <laughs> that The one comment about 80 and above is like a benchmark. And 62% under that. That's not exactly what you want to see. But I'm looking forward to the draft. This storyline is all I need to get me invested because it seems like he's going to slide. So whichever one of these teams snags him, I'm going to be, He's now I kind of want to want him to succeed. I want him to prove the people who make the test yeah. wrong, you know? Like, I you like don't how, cheer for the PAT. I like how it's before the 2023 NFL draft, and now we're learning that Brock Purdy somehow <laughs> placed the best yeah. on this random test that we've never heard That was about. such cap, dude. That they, <laughs> then he would have been a first rounder, dude. The Steelers would have had him instead of Kenny Pickett. That's such a lie, bro. Anyway, um, Cardinals have new uniforms, and they're butt ugly. That's really all I yeah. can really say. They just look they're like horrible. they remixed the Falcons, which... Like, why would you ever want to do that? I, I don't understand. And this kind of feeds into that. Have you seen that girl? And no, I'm not trying to come after this girl. I'm not trying yes, to make yes, an enemy yes. here. But this minimalistic logo redesign girl, these logos all, all of suck. them are terrible. Why do you, They're why all do you want to change? Those are so why do you, raw. Oh, what, I hate of course, Adam them. would say that. TikTok boy would love that. <laughs> why would you ever want to change the Vikings logo? The Vikings logo is badass, and she's turning it into this MV. Oh, it's got the horn on yeah. it. That one no was the need. worst. The Bears one was bad too. We don't, we don't, we get it. They're from Chicago. The bear does not to be in the sh- need to be in the shape of a C. We don't need to recreate the Vancouver Canucks C-shaped orca. We don't just just make it a bear. It's perfectly fine the way it is. So, I don't like these uniforms. I guess is a long and short way of saying that. I hate them. I'm out. I've, I've been out on minimalism, but I'm I've, every day that I see something like this, I'm just more out on minimalism. Like I like a like a kind of a louder, more unique uniform. And that's why all the '90s mm-hmm. jerseys are so popular with everybody, like the logos and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'd like just ones that come to mind, like like the Pistons '90s logo is crazy. Like the like the alternate one that they had, um, the Rockets, the Raptors. Um, you know some of the NFL ones, um, flames, the horse, brash. Like it's, I don't know. I just feel like it fits way better. Like sports are supposed to be like 
fun, like great. Like I don't want like minimalistic. Like this isn't like, you know, some like just make it fun. No, it's no, you're right. Fun. You're on the right track. It's, it's not. I don't want to. It's not. It's it's not like a Nasdaq hey, company exactly, going yeah. for here. Just just I don't understand why they're like trying to play it safe on these. Like you have good colors, swing for the fences. You've also like got a great. You, it's never been easier to find a good uniform because if you just look up like, like what's the team that needs a uniform? The Panthers. If you just look up Panthers uniforms on Twitter, you'll find like 40 graphic designers who've already done the work for you. Exactly. And you can just flick through those and find the best one. Like yeah. I don't understand why teams are coming up with bad jerseys anymore. Like there's a million options these days. It's just, you don't even have to pay firms to make them for you anymore. 100% agree. But, Anyway, uh, Owen, do you want to do the boxing thing quick before we do this movie? Because I don't really, I didn't really follow the boxing, but I understand that it was a bit of a body shot. Tough to see him go out that way. I, I, I was fo- like, I didn't watch the, the thing, but I've been following this for a long time. So it was interesting to see uh, the outcome. Everybody loved Garcia. I talked to so many people and everyone said Garcia, Garcia. And in my mind, it was... I had seen a lot of tank fights. I, I watched one of his first fights ever because he was the undercard for uh, for he was an undercard fight during Floyd McGregor McGregor in like 2015 16, and I saw him fight. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've been following him for a long long time, and he's really good. And so I was shocked that people liked him, um, but I wasn't really surprised by the result. I mean, he's like much better boxer, much much better boxer. He's got more power. Uh, it's kind of played out almost exactly how I expected it would. And Brian Garcia, I mean, for being like an internet guy, his pre-fight banter was so hard to watch. He has no, he is for like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a hater, but he does not have like charisma when he talks. He, he's everything he says sounds so awkward and cringe. Like it's so, did you see his walkout? Song? Yeah. What I'm not a fan. It was terrible. It was like some Christian Bro, song. It was the, I yeah, I don't like him. What the hell? Like yeah, we all know that going one. Or and you're gonna play that? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Pank coming out to Chief Keef Love Sosa. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Tank Tanks is way better. So yeah, that was good. I do love Tank. So what? So what ended up happening? Tough like I see. saw the shot. Did he just like f him up really hard in the liver or what? Yeah, it was a body shot. I mean, T- Tank's got like crazy power for his size, and I think he, I mean, took a few steps back, looked like he was trying to deal with it uh, and catch his breath. But I think ultimately, it probably just was too much. I mean, I I don't really know the exact mechanics of how a punch like that would affect you, but that's kind of the sense I and got. And he knocked him on his on his ass once too. Like he. He almost knocked mm-hmm. him out before that too. So, yeah, it looked like yeah, he was gonna. I mean, it was a matter of time. Like he would have won the fight whether it was in the fifth round, sixth round. It was gonna. He was just a better fighter. Yeah, no, for sure. Hmm. The stuff like that makes me wish I was more into boxing so I could follow this a little closer. But it seems like it's easy to get into if you just because fights are, you know, once every once three a, months or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the easiest sport to fall. So I have no excuse, but. Anyway, let's do it. Place Beyond the Pines. And this is a good time to announce that um, there's a bit of, well, two-week delay uh, until the next one because we won't be doing a show, what is it, next week at this time. It'll be the week after on Tuesday morning that you'll hear it. And that movie will be 
a unanimous pick from everybody on this show and plenty of time for everybody to get to the theater and see Bo is Afraid. And and, uh, it's a show pick. And Alex, go into depth a little bit about why we're going to pick this movie. Show pick. So kind of like the whole reason we started doing these movie reviews, um, one of the OG reasons was because of Morbius. And we wanted to go see Morbius because Morbius was such an awful movie. And we did kind of make a promise that, you know, while we will review and watch some really good movies, we want to make sure that the bad movies get some time shine too. Um, so this movie's from Ari Aster. Um, and from, from the reviews that I'm hearing, I'm hearing it's awful. Like it, it's one of the worst movies people have seen. Makes absolutely no sense. Um, and... And yeah, I, I like I had a great time watching Babylon with Phil. I thought that was an awful movie, but it's just funny to make fun of a bad movie. This movie's three hours. And it's three hours long, so it's gonna well, be Well, we might walk out though after and two. it's gonna I'm be... not saying we have to actually finish this. <laughs> well, you know? the good news is we're gonna finish it and then we're gonna hop in the studio and do a reaction. I think we're all gonna watch it together, yeah. is the hope. At least in yeah. my brain. I'm down. So Yeah. It's going to be like a five-hour event, Adam. Like, clear your calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think we've like um, reviewed an intentionally bad movie since Babylon, really. Well, that was a mistake. Too, that was a mistake. I mean, we, we thought, thought that was, was actually be good. But we're going in with the mindset that this is going to suck. So, quite exciting. And what if it's good? It's not going to be good. So, I'm not worried about. I mean, I, it'll be bad. I just read some reviews that don't. Look yeah, and you worse, know who those so. people are? Those are the mm, same people yeah. that like gas Frank Ocean. Like I said, I'm anti. I don't know, dude. It, it's a it's a seventy percent tomato, like a seven point four IMDb. Like that's not. It's you'll hate it. Adam. It'll be bad. Apparently, which also kind of makes it like makes me want to watch. People people are saying it's like one of the funny. Like it's funny. But it also just is sucks. So I don't know. I just want to go watch this movie for myself because it's so polarizing. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 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 actually kind of excited to go watch it, just to rip it to shreds. And like I, I said, see. my new thing is anti understand the artist. Okay, I don't want to. I don't yeah. need to go into the fifth dimension to understand what you're trying to tell me right now. Okay, like I'm not anti exactly. I'm not doing the freaking Matthew McConaughey Interstellar going into the fifth dimension i need to travel through a black hole to understand what the hell you just told me so if i can't understand it then yeah. i'm not gonna like it sorry i want to say i'm anti smartest guy in the room like i hate when the director's like i'm like the smartest guy i'm gonna make this movie that's like so weird and different like i'm so different and cool <laughs> yeah literally like i'd rather cool. just make a normal movie yeah. that that's normal called- people like like we don't <laughs> we need to make movies for smart people out here that's called the tenant. That's that's what that's called. That's called I'm yeah. gonna make you sweat while you watch this, and then if you don't like it, you're an idiot. That's what that's called. It's called speaking it's called of dude. Did you see? Did you see Pattinson was like there were days at a time where I didn't know what was going yeah. on during filming. He just had no idea yeah. what what he what he was shooting for, what the scene was about. Well, that makes sense because it was an abysmal experience at the theater for everybody who it, went it, and watched. It's certainly confusing. So. And then even yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, who stars in Bo is Afraid, said, like, literally, like, do not even think of taking any sort of drugs and going to see this movie because you might actually, like, die. Because it already is so bad <laughs> not on drugs. It's like, go take rooms <laughs> and go one? see this movie. It'll just, like, actually, it'll kill you. 
So I love I heard that under Adam. the table shot at him. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. I don't know if the mic picked it up for the recording, but whoever, if it did, because I'm not editing this, if it did, that's great. I really hope it did because that was a great shot. I also, I mean, there's people lighting fireworks outside. I, I don't know what's going on. I think people are pretty happy about the others winning this in this neighborhood because I got fireworks <laughs> going on back here. But <laughs> I bet. Anyway, so Bo is afraid in two weeks, but for right now, let's do this movie, Place Beyond the Pines. Owen picked, and I think off the hop, <laughs> off the hop, we have a uh, a decommitment from this movie. So if that person will please come forward and announce that they missed it, yeah, if they did. Yeah, then that would be great. Uh, I uh, I hate to have missed uh, a, a movie review. Um, last forty eight hours, I really haven't been able to get up to much. No sports, no movie, no nothing. Um, I I planned to watch it. It just kept getting away from me. Went up to see the girl. Um, you know, just haven't had any time to see it. And then, uh, you know, I might have made a poor choice. I had a choice to watch the movie or watch Oilers Kings, and I went with Oilers Kings. Um, unfortunately. Fair. So, it's a bad choice. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know. Okay. I really have mulligans, but uh, I I owe one to Owen because because it did look like a good movie, and I hate to miss a uh, Owen recommendation because I did like his last recommendation. So, yeah, unfortunately, folks, Thank I'm gonna you. have to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, for the record, I have a final exam in 11 hours from now, but I still took the time to watch respect. the movie. Respect, Adam. I, I have nothing to say. I'm, I'm ashamed. Does it make up for not being at four of the last five episodes no. of the show? Okay. <laughs> I think this is the first movie review you've been at in like three weeks. I missed two so. episodes in a row and I'm... You and didn't I'm review mur- Murder. Guy who consistently misses with no... You didn't one. review Murder. And then it was one before... Oh, you did review Tar. Because that was your own movie. I actually, yeah, I actually picked Tar and I reviewed it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, well what was, because, do you want to give? Do you want to give your murder review, or did you watch that one? Or <laughs> go on <with laughs> No, I well, didn't watch it because I warned okay. you. Eat at him because I warned you before the podcast that I would not be there, so I didn't watch the movie. Well, you can watch it anytime you want. You don't need to be at the pod to watch it. I managed to do it, and I had a lot going on. This is just Dylan Brooks against Patrick Beverly in the full court yeah. press. They're just having a full court press off. Uh, man. Well, Adam, you did see this movie, so do you want to give a review? Uh, Owen, you can go first. I'll go first. Oh, good okay. hand off. Uh, my hand review. Off. <laughs> Uh, well, I liked it. I, I I wouldn't say it was as good as the first time I'd seen it because I saw it a long time ago. Uh, but it was good. I liked it. Um, Gosling, I mean, I thought it was a great performance by him. Uh, he's got a really good New York accent, so it was good to have him in in there. Uh, I liked all the New York accents in this movie, actually. I really liked uh, Bradley Cooper's son's accent. It was really good. Um. And then on the movie, I mean, really, I liked the, I liked it. Okay. He liked it. He recommended it. I liked it too. I'm going to be the first to say I thought it was really good. And I do 
Okay, here's the problem with me. I think I was thinking about this the other night. I think I I want things to be too realistic. You know, I'm watching this movie and I'm I'm already setting myself up because I'm like, there's no way the world is small enough to have their sons meet up in the end. Like, I just have to accept that as unrealistic and then grade the movie. Otherwise, I enjoyed the movie. I can sep- I I've come to terms that I can separate realism from a good story. So. It's been a journey to come to that point. I don't think it's that unrealistic. Like you have cases where two identical twins like meet each other. Wow. Guy, what is that? One in (laughs) seven billion? I mean, yeah, but that's like, I mean, these people live in the same small town. They're roughly the same age. It makes sense. High schools are big. The reason the dads like collided is because they lived in the same place and then yeah here boys you're not telling me this is possible yeah think about same same location same age same gender they both came from kind of rougher backgrounds one both divorced parents or one in one case the dad wasn't there the other case the dad was kind of absent also they both are into so as a result they both have similar interests they're both into drugs High schools are big anyway, so that's gonna they're drawing from a big pool. Like it kind of makes perfect sense if I'm being honest with you. Well, you're forgetting that this dad, Bradley Cooper, sure, maybe he came from a hard background at the beginning and he maybe he wasn't there for his son, but now that he's living with his son, maybe I don't like there's private schools. Like he would certainly have the money to pay for that. The fact that these two end up at the same school in the same town and then they're in the same class and they find each other at lunch on the first day, you mean like there's just no way. I, again, well, f- I'm separating realism. For all we know, it could be a, just a good public, quite a good public school. Because I mean, Kofi looked like he got, he knew what he was doing. Like West, he seemed like he got true. it together. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, Kofi was house. actually. I want to say, the the movie kind of made me want to hate Kofi a little bit because he was kind of replacing Luke. But I loved Kofi. I was Team Kofi. I thought great dad. He took his kids to church. He paid for his kids' stuff. Like clearly he was like really good, really nice dude, good dad. So I wanted to give him a shout out. He was a good character. Yeah, he was a good character. And since we're after dark right now, Eva Mendez, anytime you can marry Eva Mendez, real or fake, you're a W, dude. Like you're living dreams. So Kofi was sick. And the only mistake he made was telling his kid, well, not his kid, but telling, uh, what's his name? Basically his kid. Basically, his kid, his dad's name, yeah, and you know, know, this is a yeah tough, tough look for me there, stepfather. <laughs> but the this is tough because a lot of this movie to me was about like how fatherhood shapes your life, and I'm not ready to get into a fatherhood discussion on this podcast at twelve thirty. I'm, I'm not ready. ready to do it. I'm prepared. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> then good. Let's go to you then. Well, I just think it's interesting because the, like. <sighs> It's interesting. I, I like the way they obviously they, it was intentional that they made the movie like cross generational because the point is to kind of show how your decisions that you make as a father or that a father can make can have ripple effects years and years down the line. So even mm-hmm. though Jason never knew his dad, he there's like this connection that he had to him that was so deep that he decided he was going to like buy a motorcycle and try and live like basically try and understand his dad a little bit or try and go find his dad at least in some metaphorical sense and then in the case of the other guy uh his dad sacrificed his 
son for his career and his son ended up like uh, kind of a, a deadbeat. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see how these decisions have ripple effects. I would agree with that. I thought that was a very poignant part of the movie. It was sort of like one thing I liked a lot about it. I think the other thing I liked about it is it took a real chance. By I've never seen a movie switch main characters midway through the movie. Like you're just, your relationship with Gosling just ends at minute 50 and then it's just Cooper taking it home. And Cooper, let me say this, this guy gets a lot of hate, but this guy puts together good performance after good performance and i get it he might be the same character in every movie he does look like sometimes he might be going through the motions like he's been there a million times but his i said this own his c game is as good as some people's a game he he is enough of a character to carry the movie and we all know where we're at with gosling on this show this is a gosling show so anytime you can get those two together and and carrying their own torch pretty special stuff i'd say I mean, Loki is a star-studded cast. You had Gosling, Mendez, the the Kofi characters in other movies. I've seen him before. I don't know his name. Mahershala. Uh, you had, yep. You had Dane DeHaan. You had uh, the the motorcycle guy. I've Ray seen Liotta. in other movies. Ray Liotta was in it. Uh, rest in peace. And then you had that, but the motorcycle guy. And then, yeah, it was a kind of all-star cast. It really was. I wrote that down yeah. as well. I thought it was. Kofi I thought was, it was the Star Green Book guy, right? Yeah. Was yeah. And he was True Detective season three, I think. Wasn't he in Moonlight too? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a star, dude. And this is like you know, at the at the beginning of the fame. And you know what? Funny thing. Um, actually, not that funny. Kind of scary thing. I was on Instagram this morning, and a recommended post from Eva Mendez popped up. Eva Mendez pops up and it says it's picture of her and uh, and Gosling and it says ten years ago since we filmed this movie like time flies or something so kind of topical again like with those recommended posts though it might have been from like February but you know you you just never know with those things but it seemed like we got this at the right time so that was raw yeah um you have any other chase you want to spit or. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I also enjoyed the movie. Um, I had like a couple realism problems with it, a lot as well as Phil. And I think the movie started off um, like really good and kind of stayed really good. And I didn't really, I didn't like the last 30 minutes as much as I liked the first 30 minutes. That's what I'll say. Agreed. But overall, I thought it was really, really, really good. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess it's part of like the cop's character, but I don't think there's really any real situation where an actual police officer would go into a house by himself and do that. You know what I mean? So that part kind of got to me, but why not? Cause you like, if someone enters a house with a gun, you're not just going to go in solo and try to one V one him. You're going to wait for your boys. And like bring out like the negotiator and like you know do yeah all that. I, I guess I think you'd probably normally do that but I think in real life situations there's lots of times where a cop might be like hey this guy's robbed like four banks I'm not gonna let him get away and wait like I'm gonna do this even though I'm not supposed to I didn't have any issue with that yeah and and I mean um, I guess. I think the thing that I wanted to see the most was like, I feel like the whole movie kind of revolved around the, like that scene 
and like who shot who first and whatever. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wish that um, at some point that the truth came uncovered. And I don't think it ever did unless I missed it. You know what I mean? I was just going to say, I don't think they really ever said. Like, I don't think you missed anything to the point where it was like, this is conclusively what happened. But I think it was also like, I don't know. I didn't really find it essential. I thought that was like the whole reason that he was um, like tripping and felt guilty and everything because he's the one who like he shouldn't have shot and he did. And then I kind of wish that like the public or that anyone like even like one person like he kind of confessed. I wish just that he confessed to someone at some point, but he didn't. Well, I think it was necessary. I was saying I think it's necessary that he didn't because that so him not like you're right like him not confessing to killing luke or to being the first person to shoot led to him carrying all this guilt which led to him i think eventually like busting the the other cops because he had this like sense of guilt and he wanted to address it and then ultimately it led to him uh like the at the end of the movie having sympathy um on jason and then having that picture in his wallet and stuff so it made sense like that was like kind of his motivation throughout the whole movie like if he had just if he had been shot and then shot back i'm sure he would have felt a lot less bad and then it would have just not made for a good movie yeah that's a good point i think yeah i think you but also why did um (laughs) i mean maybe i'm a shitty person but why did jason like let them live because he saw that he had that picture. So he was like, why am I? Clearly, he feels bad. That's why well, he, it was. he would have shoot him. Hmm? Yeah. He asked for a gun, and then he didn't even kill the kid. Well, I don't think, I think he killer. probably thought he did. Yeah. I mean, he did shoot him. I don't think he did shot he? him, no. I don't think he shot him. No. No, he just said he had a concussion. So I don't think yeah. that was from a bullet. Well, I don't think he, he, I don't think he's, I just don't think he's a killer. Yeah. I think, I think that's maybe what it was about. I think may- maybe he, like, like when he saw the wallet, and he saw the picture in there, he's like, I don't want to carry the same guilt or, or uh, whatever. Yeah, and he said was. clearly, like this guy. I mean, he's not the worst guy. He has some remorse for killing my dad. Yeah, but but yeah, overall, no, I like this movie a lot. This yeah. was a banger movie, and I'm really sad that Alex. Didn't it sounds watch great. It. it sounds really good. Uh-huh. I have a lot of questions I'd like answered. So. <laughs> Um, I think I might have to, I think I might have to, yeah, watch this eventually. Good, good. I, I, Adam did say to me, one of the weirdest comments I think Adam's ever said to me, he goes, this movie's a lot like Sound of Metal. Well, for the first, you know, until the, until the character, main character POV switch, like, yeah, it was a lot like Sound of Metal. Like the tattoos and shit on Ryan Gosling and... (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, tattoos and like it's like a guy with his girl that Doubling. are like kind of you know in arguments and he's kind of like scraping for money and you know he's kind of that sounds pretty sound of metal. You know, first, he first works in a, a circus half. and sound of metal was like a a rogue drummer. Like I thought there were a lot of similarities. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that until that's not the worst comparison. Maybe when you phrase when and you, the way you, they filmed the yeah. scenes and stuff was really similar. Yeah. Like the way they you know. Wow. Good comparison, Adam. I actually agree with that one a lot. Not that I've seen the movie, yeah, but you know, from what I've seen in the photo, I saw some. I saw some 
photos of the movie. So from what I can scrape together. Good. Yeah. yeah like the, even the opening scene, like the, the very first scene where it's just like camera following him and he like puts his shit on and he gets on the bike and then he starts, that was like the first scene of sound of metal where it like zooms in and it's just him going down on the drums. Rough. Gave me the same. Impression. So rankings. This I think I got to put it. In. This is my new, yeah, it's... Uh, this no, is my ahead, new number sorry. one movie of the ones we've seen. I got it behind Sunshine. I like Sunshine. It just aged, just aged good for me. Yeah, this, I got beat, this, this beat Sunshine for me for now. I got this third or f- third or fourth. Where's Tar up in that one? <laughs> uh, Tar's pending, pending. I'm still trying to f- oof, okay. get to that one. It's hard to, cool. hard to just oh. you know. Okay, good, the good press offs know. back. I'll get there. I'll yeah. get there. Just not really enticing. The only other thing I want to say about this movie quickly is how other realism point the uh I mean the the uh motorcycles in the cage I mean that's just not possible that's that's just simply not possible first of all who I would think ever that's think that's a real thing do, what do you mean no 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 if it is they're fake that's a real circus that's act. a lie all right well well isn't that centrifugal force or something like that yeah who Let's would go. ever think Whoa. to try that Whoa. for the first time. All right. I guess I got bodied. I got the the globe of death is a circus stunt. Um, There have been three performance related deaths recorded between 1949 and 1997, but they still do it to this day. Can I say the one thing that I think is stupid? Yeah, go for it. Go on. Yeah, I'm not stopping. Uh, I don't get why in any of these bank theft robbery movies, (laughs) why are you robbing banks in your own town? I would I never get that. Like, go to a town, a little town, a ways away, and rob the bank. Well, what right? difference does it make? What I love. Do you mean? I, love, I rob local. Um. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it makes a difference. <laughs> Why? They only rob local. At the end of the day, if they find out who you are, you're fucked either way. So who yeah, but there's you do it in? a less chance, a lower chance that they'll find out who you are, or like somebody recognizes you. Like he didn't even have a mask on in that last robbery. It would have been so easy for somebody to say, "Oh, well, this heavily he tattooed, caught at the last bleached guy." Yeah, he also got, he also died. So. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying if he had survived, <laughs> it would have been really easy to ID him. Like he's pretty. He's like a hot, bleach blonde. Patchwork I mean, tattoos. Record, he got these face like, tat. He got these very intricate instructions of like, don't show the guy and like, go to the lady. This, this, and then he just walked in, started screaming with the gun out, and jumped on the counter. So I don't think he's a thinker. Well, he made the guy the dog. That's what he did. <laughs> that yeah, that was, was sick. A, that was one of the sick. That was a really funny scene. I was expecting uh-huh. like a tense, like walk up to the lady, like hide your gun, bank robbery, and he just made the guy's dog, which was sick. <laughs> that was lit. Raw. Way to go, Gosling. It's not our last Gosling movie. I can say that. But yeah. All right. We got to call this. This is this is getting extreme. I got to be up in like six hours. So, yeah. So, All this right. is not getting edited. No, I made little notes about parts that I should probably edit. And Let's uh, go. I'm just I'm just What's gonna go over those. No, no, you're good. Well, oh, I the heat. Okay. comment might have to. Yeah, go. I might have to go. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but ten. But I'm just gonna review these. Yeah, ten. Yeah, it's a ten. Ten. Yeah, very I'll much a ten. a ten. Yeah. I'll do. What do you want to call this one? Like, give me a title here. Uh. 
Uh, we could do DB does what DB wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raw. That works for me. You can do an Eli Manning Dirk. Oh, nah. Do it. Nah. DB does what DB wants is good. I was down. That's that. I was going to, I was just going to name it after dark too, but DB does what DB wants. Is Actually, well. that's, that's kind of clean. Maybe just that one. Yeah. After dark too. This doesn't really feel like an after dark though. Uh, it's twelve. It's just a late regular. Yeah, this is just a proper epi. All right, DB does what DB wants then. Win. All right, we'll be back Friday morning breaking down the NFL draft and then a little bit of a holiday. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Talk to you guys then.